0: On last night's episode of NXT, Zia Lee made an attempt to become the first Chinese NXT Women's Champion. Raquel Gonzalez prevented that from happening as she retained her championship, but the finish obviously didn't go to plan. Now in the aftermath, we've heard that Xia Lee is doing okay. I'm Ryan Joy and I run minutesdevelopetime.com, the website and database tracking pro wrestling from around the world. On today's show, we're talking about Zia Lee and Raquel Gonzalez. We'll touch on Xia Li's condition and where we think this feud will go in the next weeks and months. We're also taking a look at NXT TakeOver 36 and what we think might be different this time. We have headlines for the last 24 hours, John Smith is in the house, and this is the Daily Wrestling News show for July 21, 2021, where we sort through all the bullshit in wrestling news to find you the truth. All right, John Smith, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me again, man. No bullshit here, right? That's right. We don't deal in that. The lead story this morning is the condition of Ziya Lee. Throughout the course of their NXT Women's Championship match last night, Raquel Gonzalez used what I would call as a rotating Vader bomb, landed on Ziya Lee's midsection, and she was down for quite some time. Medical had to come out and look her over. While the referee kept raquel over in the corner eventually the match continued but it only continued for a few seconds raquel hit the choke bomb and match was over fifo select did report that Lee appeared okay backstage so john those are the facts now let's get into where we go from here this is where the speculation comes in we thought Lee was going to be the one to take down raquel Think that's gonna be happening sometime down the road? Was this supposed to be a match to set that up? I
1: think that the match was supposed to end with Raquel winning either way. The way they had the the show set up with Joe coming out after the fact and stuff, I don't right. I can't imagine that they wouldn't give Lee her time to celebrate if she was winning it. So I don't think that an audible was called in that regard, but they definitely just ended the match after Raquel landed on her stomach like that. I think they might have been concerned about maybe some internal bleeding or or something, cause no, it was all Raquel's weight, like none of her body touched the mat. It was all right on her stomach. And it looked like that wasn't the true target for the move, so Zaya wasn't might not have been ready for it. So they just ended the match and that'll be that. But I, I definitely see them going at it again, especially stemming off of what happened.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sometime down the road, hopefully we get to see that match again. And like you mentioned, I think Zia Lee they could work some sort of angle where Zia Lee says, I made a mistake and Took me out of the match or whatever. I need a rematch, so I think that'll come down the the line. Probably Lee's longest match, though. I think it went like nine minutes or something like that. So probably her longest match ever.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely
0: was going to go a few more minutes too if it didn't end that way. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Al Carl chiming in within the comments. He says Dakota Kai wins the NXT title at Takeover. Let's go. So let's talk about NXT TakeOver 36. The women's division is very interesting for that event, but it's main eventing SummerSlam weekend. WWE, get out your, get your SummerSlam show out of the way on Saturday. TakeOver is on Sunday this time around. So NXT TakeOver 36 Sunday, August yeah, 22nd.
1: I really like that news. It's much better than it being on a Friday, I think. I like pay-per-views on Sundays. It's... Maybe it's just the traditionalist in me but like it's so Sunday's always been pay-per-view day. Football of course during football season but still at night it's pay-per-view night.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think Takeover this case being on Sunday it's interesting. We got Cross competing on Raw. Does he have a match on SummerSlam and then again at Takeover do they try to finish this or do they just all think logically about this and say okay Cross is not working SummerSlam because he's got to work Takeover. Or does Cross work SummerSlam and then they don't think they can get him back to Florida for TakeOver so he doesn't work TakeOver? I think it's a good way for them to get the belt off him if he can work both. He can go
1: up against Jeff Hardy and destroy him, but not in a squash where he gets a little banged up. And then maybe his opponent for the next night interferes in that match or comes and attacks him afterwards. That way he's really softened up for him at TakeOver and then he ends up losing to... I don't even know who, at this point, I
0: can't even think of who, who would beat Cross right now, but maybe Pete Dunn? That would that yeah. would be fun. You're not going with the Samoa Joe. That's, to me, it seems like they're going to have a fight of some kind, but we haven't heard anything about Joe being cleared, and we don't know what's going on there, but that seems to be the angle.
1: <clears throat> it Yeah, I, I feel like that's more long-term booking, but if they're going to be pulling Cross up to Raw, then it can't be long-term booking. they got to you know, wrap it up with him and Joe at some point. But do they really put Joe back on the on the roster and give him the title and have him back in full wrestler mode? I don't even know. I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I guess it was one thing when they did it with Finn Balor, but even Balor had to work there a while before he got the title. It wasn't like he got one match and he got the belt. So, and yeah, he it's even he, he
1: didn't even get that belt when he was supposed to. He should have gotten it later. He was probably slated to beat. Carrying cross, maybe around WrestleMania time instead of losing it to cross.
0: Sure. Sure. Al Carl chiming in. Kevin Owens did Double Duty Summerslam weekend in 2016, he thinks. Dropped the title to Balor at Takeover, then fought Cesaro at SummerSlam. The only thing here is that when they announced the Takeover 36, they didn't say live from Vegas or anything like that. So it had me thinking that it was probably gonna be back in Florida at the CWC, or maybe they'll go to Full sale, or maybe they'll get to a bigger venue. But it's one thing to do that in the same city. It's another thing to have to travel that day. It seems to open up some risk, but maybe I'm just overthinking that. So
1: yeah, I think they would be able to figure it out. They got their private planes and whatnot.
0: Oh, that's true. That's true. If they needed to put Cross on a private plane, they probably could do that. You're right. Yeah. But SummerSlam curtain jerking the weekend, Takeover main event. What do you think about the women's division though? Al brings up Dakota Kai for Raquel at Summer at a uh, Takeover. Is it going to be back to Zayla I think it's too soon for Dakota. Are they going to
1: just give us an abbreviated version of the breakup leading up? To, that's only what three weeks away or three Very three close. more. Three more NXT shows beforehand, maybe four. So I don't know if that's enough time, especially considering how long they've been together. Maybe they'll give EO another shot at it. Frankie Just Monet,
0: that. you know.
1: I think it might be too soon for her too. I'm I'm trying to look through the list right now. Of, they, don't, on the, they don't
0: have like maybe they could do Candice LeRae if they, but Candace has seemed pretty busy doing other things. There's nobody that's really got been heated up to take on. Uh, Raquel and it, the people that like Shotzi Blackheart might have been an option but they pulled her up. I guess she could still be an option. I Tony Storm was another one and they pulled they're pulling her up. So there's nobody that's like exactly ready. And it maybe it could be that uh Dakota and Raquel go after the tag titles and there is no women's championship match.
1: Yeah, that could be it. But maybe it'll be Ziyadie actually. I think now that that it's actually a story and they've probably seen so many people they probably get a report of how many people are googling her and looking her up on on Twitter and whatnot to try to see if she's okay like that kind of stuff matters to them I think and they'll they might turn that into more of a storyline for her and give her the shot right away again
0: sure yeah I think they can they'd be they'd be well served to run that back I, I don't know if they'll do a takeover or not but it's definitely something to that they can noodle around about it. Any other matches that you can think of coming up for SummerSlam weekend? You know, Cameron Grimes in LA night. They've got to be doing something.
1: I like them to be the ones that take the titles from MSK. I'd like to see that work out somehow because of that love-hate relationship. Them holding the titles at the same time too would be pretty fun.
0: Do you think it's a situation where they remain at odds with each other? Or do they get on the same page? And if so, is it Cameron Grimes turning heel or is it LA Knight turning face?
1: I think it stays the way it is for a while. And if it ends up being where they are on the same page, I think they're both heels at that point.
0: Gotcha, yeah. I think so. Too. I think that tag team makes a ton of sense to me. Eventually they just, I don't know if they work it out or if LA Knight orders him to stand in the corner or whatever, but yeah, I, I think that, That sounds good to me as a tag team.
1: I like the whole idea of him forcing Grimes to beat up Drake at the end, too. That was fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else sticking out to you for TakeOver? Usually a five-match card. It's hard to tell with all these people potentially going up. Is Bronson Reed going to do anything more than this Adam Cole match before he goes up and things like that?
1: I think we'll probably get Bobby Fish versus Roddy Strong. I think they're leading towards that. We got probably swerve versus santos
0: again and is it going to be a symphony of destruction match because that seems to be what they were angling at last night with hit row and the music thing and then we're supposed to have some mariachi thing (laughs) maybe
1: this one will be called mariachi madness (laughs) yeah right no, I, I anticipated it being just a regular match. The ladder match would always be great, especially for these two, but they just did that with Devlin and Santos recently. So I don't think they're gonna they're gonna go down that road right away again.
0: Yep. Yeah, swear yeah. first Escobar two, Electric. Electric Oogaloo. Oogaloo. And then Raquel said that after she beats Isaiah, there will be no one left. Dakota shot her a look, the turn is coming from Al Karl. Yeah, I think the turn's coming, but we'll see. We will see.
1: Yeah, they got right, yeah. to make it quick if they want to do it. They got to do it, start it next week.
0: Yeah, want. yeah, yeah, because you want them to announce their matches a couple of weeks ahead of time. You don't want nothing worse than, okay, the show's this weekend. Here's the five matches for the show. Exactly. You, know, you want people to get really invested and looking forward to it for a couple of weeks before you get there.
1: And we might get the finals of the breakout tournament at TakeOver. If, oh, that would make sense. If it works out, that it, it, they might be. It, it, I think they're only doing one a week, though. So it might not work out that
0: way. All right. Also on NXT, just to wrap up our discussion on NXT, next week we have Adam Cole versus Bronson Reed. We have Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan versus Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. And we have Carmelo Hayes versus Josh Briggs in the breakout tournament. And that covers up on what NXT is doing next week. And that's on sci fi. They're on sci fi. So they didn't announce any. ECW revival, unfortunately, John.
1: Yeah, they dropped the ball on that one, man. Yes, I,
0: although this, Beth this Phoenix talk about zombies.
1: Yeah, the Thatcher and Ciampa versus Sony and Pete Dunne. That that would have fit perfect into an ECW themed show.
0: Sure, sure. <clears throat> an alien on a pole match for sure. All right, we have a break coming up. Before we get to our break, I do want to. We've been talking about Takeover. We've been talking about SummerSlam. SummerSlam weekend, there's another show that everybody needs to be paying attention to, and it comes on at 3 p.m. on all the Eastern Observer outlets. It is the Essential Wrestling Podcast's SummerSlam special. You need to tune in to that show to get this panel's analysis on who they think is going to win the matches at SummerSlam. They can speculate. Talk about maybe post-SummerSlam post, uh, post SummerSlam call-ups. That's always a thing. Might be a lot of fun. John, anything on that show that you're particularly looking forward to in terms of it looks like we're going to get Seth Rollins and Edge, looks like we're going to get Roman and Cena, and who knows what else? I,
1: I don't really know of other matches that I'm really – predicting at the moment but i just always look forward to doing these special shows because it gives us a little more time to go in depth about things we usually spend, like on the other podcast it's it's almost two hours but we're going over five promotions and we're got to sure. get through the whole week of stuff this is all about one show for two hours and we get to spend 20 minutes on each match which is fun because then we get everybody's full perspective on how things might or should go i like doing that it's like the Ex-
0: essential wrestling podcast the extended edition is what it is, yeah. Basically, yeah. Now, L. Carl said, he's been chiming in here at the beginning of this show, but he did put a comment in the chat, got to head out going swimming with James Wheeler. I read that as swinging, and I was going to ask whether or not he knew the definition of swinging, but I guess he's going swimming.
1: I think the definition is going to Swinger's Palace. That's called
0: swinging, right? Swinging, yeah. i think we'll keep it clean for the show and we'll go with that all right we have a short break coming up and after that we got to talk about kota ibushi the nwa champion series the rock and other things in the second half of the show so stick with us we'll be right back if you love the daily wrestling news show then i want to tell you how you can support us first check out bodyslamclothes.com you can get a variety of shirts for just twenty dollars and all of them come in the super soft style, and the price you see includes all sizes and shipping. Get 10% off two or more shirts with the promo code SHIRTS10. Go to bodysandandclothes.com right now to check it out. And join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Monday nights for the Primetime Rundown. They take you through the world of sports, and the show kicks off each Monday at 7 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And each Tuesday, Al Carl hosts the Essential Wrestling Podcast alongside John Smith, myself, John DeConte, and Gary Mahaffey. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Here are our analysis on who we think is going to win the week's matches. The coverage begins at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. And the Body Slam Brigade newsletter, currently going out to over 4,200 people each Friday. It consolidates all the top stories in professional wrestling into a quick-to-read email written by me, for you, for free. Sign up now at BodySlamBrigade.com. And of course, this show, The Daily Wrestling News Show. We're here every day, Monday through Thursday, and occasionally on Friday. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or watch us live on Facebook and YouTube at 10 a.m. This is The Daily Wrestling News Show, and we thank you for your support. And we're back for the headlines portion of the show. Headline number one, Kota Ibushi, the challenger for the IWGP World Championship. He is suffering from aspiration pneumonia. was originally believed that Ibushi was suffering from symptoms brought on by the COVID vaccine. Apparently, this illness that they've recently diagnosed is not related to the vaccine or to COVID itself. He's been pulled from all shows this week. And it's touch and go for his match Sunday against Shingo Takagi. They're going to make a decision on that last minute. So Kodobushi not doing well. Hopefully he gets in good shape soon so that they can have their match this weekend. But I would say if he's down this much now, I can't imagine him getting ready and then being ready to go on Sunday. But
1: They could always do some sort of something. It's pro wrestling. He doesn't. He could be a 103 degree fever and he could go out there and roll the guy up or something. They could have somebody interfere or do
0: something. But it's pro wrestling. Anything's possible. It's true. It's true. This is the equivalent of the SummerSlam main event getting put in just jeopardy for right. Japan. It's, it's pretty, pretty rough. But hopefully they can figure things out and get that match in front of us, if not then soon after. But on the NWA side of things... They had power last night. It's their normal time slot, 6.05. They're starting this thing called the Champion Series, and it's very confusing, so here's the deal. Each NWA champion is getting paired with a legend, and then the the champion is going to serve as a captain of a team with the legend. The legend will be a mentor to the team, but they're drafting wrestlers. The drafted wrestlers are then going to compete in a series of one-on-one matches of turning certain points for pinfalls, disqualifications, and draws. When all is said and done, the winning team, who has accumulated the most points, everybody on that team is going to receive open title shots that they can redeem at any time. The captains, which are the NWA champions, are going to get a year's protection from the people on their team, meaning the, people, the winners of the team cannot challenge their captain, or the captain can get a new title shot. So if they're the television champion or the national champion, they may trade up and try to get a shot from Nick Aldous. So it's very weird, very different. The captains and so you have Taryn Tyrell with Aaron Stevens, Velvet Sky with Pope, Austin Idol with Camille, and Melina with Nick Aldous. They did their draft yesterday. So we've got guys in there with Ty- Tyrus, which is Rotus Clay, Lady Frost, JTG, Genocide, Tom Latimer, Fred Rosser, Slice Boogie. So it's a whole selection of people that are going to be competing against each other. And it's interesting, John. It's a different concept.
1: I love new things. And I love when matches mean something. So it's, oh, there's points on the line. I have a title shot in the future on the line in some regard in this match. Like, Every match, it makes it gives a match a reason to go 12, 15 minutes when it's just two random people going up against each other. I love when matches mean something and I like tournament style things. This is right up
0: my alley. I think it's going to be playing out over the next three weeks on their television. And then it'll be interesting to see how things fall out because you'll have five people on there's five people on each team. So in theory, you have five people that are holding a money in the bank briefcase. Now, I don't know if it's similar, or they have to call their shot ahead of time. They've never really said that. They have an open contract that they can use, utilize any time. And you only have one champion on the show that's going to be immune from this. So, and uh, how many titles do they have? A world, a television, and a US. So it's they have the Nick Aldis holds the world championship. They've got a television championship held by the Pope. They have the national championship, which is held by Chris Adonis. They have the tag titles, which Aaron Stevens is one champion. And then they also have the women's championship currently held by Camille. It's fun in here because the people that are in the list, Trevor Murdoch in here, they got Tom Latimer. Those guys are top of the line at at, at NWA as far as non-champions. But everybody else is like, they could be building into, you know, their next level stars, legitimate challengers. So it's fun in that way. They might be creating some stars here.
1: Yeah, there's a lot that could come out of this. Not just how this whole thing could be good for anybody, but after the fact, it could be good for four different people, you know?
0: Exactly. Exactly. Somebody who might not typically get a title shot happens to be on the good, strong team. So now they're holding an open shot. Fun. Fun. So, like you said, it's something different. It's something new. They do have a pay per view coming up in August. So, maybe it has some sort of implication to who the champions are going to be facing at that pay per view as well. So, okay. Some additional headlines The Rocks, Seven Bucks production. They have a series coming out today on Disney Plus. It's called Behind the Attraction. It's a look behind some of this uh, behind the scenes at some of Disney's most beloved theme park attractions. So the haunted mansion and jungle cruise and things like that. It's ten episode series that all dropped today on Disney plus. And it's here because it's the rock and basically anything the rock does, whether it's related to wrestling or not, is going to be covered on the daily wrestling news show. So um, there you have it. Yeah, I'm not much of a Disney guy myself, but I might check it out just because The Rock is involved. (laughs) Right, there you go. See how his production company is doing. Now, another man who is very busy besides The Rock is apparently Drama King Matt, Matt Morris, a.k.a. Aiden English. He, as we know, has signed with Impact as a wrestler, but he is also going to be an English version commentary. He's going to be doing English commentary for new japan's resurgence show in august i think it's august 14th so very busy man apparently what's funny is he got he got released last year and he has, we have not heard anything from him all year and then now all of a sudden he is coming out of the woodworks and he's decided to deal with impact and he's ready to go doing commentary
1: yeah, he's one of those guys that I felt got the short end of the stick when it came to like his run in WWE. Because I th- thought he was really getting over with the whole Rusev Day thing. And even when he was doing commentary, I think he was on 205 Live doing commentary yep. for a little while. And he was really good at that. And I don't know, maybe he was just, he had negotiated himself too big of a contract or something and they needed <laughs> to get rid of it. But he was a big talent that I thought they should have kept.
0: It was unfortunate situation like the hurt business where they had something that was working with Rusev day and they decided to just break it up for no real reason, the payoff was very weak in that Aiden English and Rusev thing. So I don't know, it's unfortunate. Jake, the snake Roberts did a, about a 30 minute sit down conversation with diamond Dallas page. They were looking back at the resurrection of Jake, the snake. Uh, documentary that they put together eight years ago I believe and where Jake has gone since then and what he's been up to and specifically talking about his time in AEW and his time he was in the the Peter Butter Falcon movie and so they talked about that kind of stuff and it came out in the interview that Jake the Snake recently signed a new two-year deal with AEW so he started out with a 10-week deal and then that got extended to a year and then he just signed for two more years with AEW so he's going to be around for a bit
1: yeah well, he is immortal so he could sign a 20 year deal cuz nothing
0: can can kill Jake Roberts no we as proven by drugs and alcohol <laughs> nothing can kill that man so yeah Jake
1: Roberts is the only one who wore, won the war on drugs
0: that's right that's right <laughs> He probably would tell you he's still fighting it. But that's what they have to say. He seems pretty clean. He actually told a, a a pretty interesting story about the Peanut Butter Falcon. When they were starting, they were getting ready to start shooting the movie. Shia LaBeouf was the director or whatever. And he apparently got put in jail that day for some thing. I don't know if it was drunk driving or whatever. But uh, Jake had a conversation with him once he got... They, by the grace of God, Jake says they they allowed him to out of jail. They all thought the movie was going to be canceled, but they let him out of jail. They filmed the movie, but Jake had a little sit down conversation with him, and Jake says, "I don't can't really take credit for it, but he hasn't been in trouble since." So, fun little story from Jake. Yeah. On the subject of AEW tonight, Fighter Fest night two, we've got six matches on the docket so far. Wheeler Yuta versus Darby Allen. Was was added yesterday. So Wheeler Yuda, who lost to Sammy Guevara last week, will now be losing to Darby Allin this week. Frankie Kazarian versus Doc Gallows. That was added Tuesday on AEW Dark. They announced that match. John Moxley versus Lance Archer in the Texas Death Match for the U.S. Championship. Orange Cassidy versus The Blade. Chris Jericho versus Sean Spears in the Five Labors of Jericho match. Nyla Rose challenging Britt Baker for the AEW Women's World Championship. John, which one is going to steal the show?
1: I'm going to go with the death match, and I think that Lance Archer is going to come out on. It. I like, the, yeah, I know, I like the what John DeCani had to say yesterday on the podcast about how are they just going to keep having him lose? The, the elite might come out and help Moxley lose the belt, but I think it's Lance Archer has just been castrated for the past year. I feel <laughs> yeah. like, and I think he needs to get his balls back.
0: Poor Lance Archer, I mean, you're right. He lost in the finals of the TNT Championship Tournament. He lost every attempt back at that belt. He lost in the World Championship match against Moxley. He lost the United States Championship to Moxley last year on January 4th. So he's had a bit of a rough year as far as championship matches go. Other than that, he's untouchable. So is this his day? I'm picking Moxley because I don't feel like it's appropriate to pick against John Moxley ever. But right. Lance Archer, a significant threat for sure. John, before we get out of here today, any words of advice?
1: I do. I do have a word of advice about fantasy football. And I don't know how, how much you play or how much our listeners play, because this is a wrestling show. But there was a big injury in fantasy football yesterday, and the, the running back on the uh, Rams blew out his Achilles. And this is the reason why you don't do your fantasy drafts before the preseason is over. You gotta do your fantasy drafts Labor Day weekend after everything is done, and whose Achilles are blown out, and whose shoulders are out of the socket, and who tore their ACL. Because there's people that spent a first or second round pick on Cam Akers that now are just they're they're climbing uphill for the next 16 weeks before the season even gets underway.
0: I haven't played fantasy football in a few years, but when I used to play, I feel like. I feel like the draft always happened in a situation where, okay, the draft's tomorrow. Hope everybody's ready. So I feel like it was the, the commissioner was doing exactly what you're saying, waiting till Labor Day or weekend or whatever, and, and, and then calling it right then and there.
1: Yeah, I actually do my league that Al is in that I've been running. This is this will be the 11th year now. We do it every year on Labor Day. That yeah. way, like, it's three days before this first game of the season. So you – you get your team, and then it's playing a few days later. You don't have you don't get your team, and then you wait four weeks, and then you're like, oh, I don't like this team anymore. I want to get rid of it. Like, you get it, then you start playing right away, you know? Right, right. That's the way it should be.
0: All right, John, did we miss anything in the world of wrestling before we get out of here?
1: Uh, no, not that I could think of.
0: No. All right, well, then for John, Ryan, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>